Hello, and welcome to another episode of an Unexpected Podcast. My name is Tim, and with me as always, we have Matt, Rainier, and Devin. Uh, on this week's episode, we're going to be going over a list by Alessandro, and again, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, as I always do. But I'm it's been go so with... long, Tim. It's refreshing to hear Ex- you mispronouncing Exactly. Names. I've <laughs> got to mess up, to, you know, make up for time. Uh, God, this is going to be terrible. I'm going to say Bigiani, but I could be very, very wrong on that one. Uh, and then we're going to be going over uh, Dunland, uh, the Legendary Legion, along with all the other profiles. So we're going to go into um, the list review first, as we always do. Um, and Alessandro has the first warband with Gandalf the White on Shadowfax. He has seven Guard of the Fountain Court with Shield, four Rangers with Spear, one Warrior of Minas Tirith with Banner, Shield, and Spear, two Warriors of Minas Tirith with Shield and Spear, uh, one Knight of Minas Tirith with Shield, and his second Warband, he has Irolas leading them with four Guard of the Fountain Court, four Guard of the Fountain Court with Shield, four Rangers with Spear, two Knights of Minas Tirith with Shield, one Citadel Guard on a horse with Longbow, one Warrior of Minas Tirith with Shield and Spear, and his third le- warband is led by Forlong, and he has seven axemen and three Blackroot Vale archers with spears. It's 798 points. It's 40 models, nine might, and 12 bows. Uh, he thinks the first two warbands are pretty solid. He wasn't sure how to build the third one uh, since he likes to add a little bit of killing power. Uh, he tried Huron, but didn't please him. Uh, he wanted some fiefdom troops, but not really sure which is the best. So... Obviously, the main talking point of this list is Gandalf the White, which obviously has gotten a big boost in the new edition. Um, he is able to kill stuff, but you still have to be conservative, of course, but he's much better. So it's kind of like you have another hitting hero if you if you keep him safe and try and keep him on, on troops more than heroes. Um, you have a lot of found court guard. So you have the defense seven in the front and you have the fight four there as well, along with the rangers to give the fight four. Uh, you have, I believe, two cavalry models, so a little bit to get around. I believe it's how many archers? Seven, four, and four. So you have 15 bows, plus I think one on horse, so 16 bows, so a good amount of bows. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's... Uh, I- I'm not sure on Eralos. I'm always a magical person, personally. Um, and I know that that would only work towards uh, Minas Tirith, but I guess, well... I. I'm, I'm always a fan of Madril because I think what Matt, the ability to come together is for me, but I understand Irlas in this list. I love Forlong, obviously, you know, having the, the strength five mounted hero and then with, with what he brings and the Axemen are always a nice little boost. I like the little <laughs> killing power you added there as well. Um, 40 models at 800 is okay. Um, your heroes, I mean, Gandalf's so expensive that that's going to happen. And you have a nice little middle tier hero in Forlong. I worry about if you have enough killing here, to be honest with you, because um, everything is strength three besides if the Axemen were to piercing strike. Um, and with 40 models, I, I worry that it'll be a game of attrition. Um, but I'll go over to Matt on his opinions. So... Um... The problem I see with this list is that the only strike in this list is Gandalf. Um, and that is frightening at the 800 point level. Um, and I think that's where this list, I think, doesn't compete. I mean, you, you, you've got a march and you've got a tank in Aralas. 
But Forlong, although he is kind of a good troop killer, does not have strike, which means that the only guy you can send in against, you know, kind of the the, the other guy's top tier heroes, and there are going to be other top tier heroes in the other guy's list at 800 points, is Gandalf. And Who's your general, by the way. (laughs) Who's your general and who's probably going to be spending at least one point of might to channel something. So he's not going to have a lot of might left over. I mean, until I kind of read the postscript here where he said he tried adding Huron and the result didn't please him so much. My solution to this was to get rid of Forlong and add Huron. But if Huron doesn't please him, I don't know what the solution is unless the solution is to, you know, get rid of your alas and add Huron or um, something along those lines. I think at a, at a minimum, if, if this is your list, I would invest the time and effort necessary to convert Forlong to a Forlong on horse and find 10 points somewhere and throw them on a horse. Um, cause I think you, you need that kind of for, for long on, for long on foot. Dies. Oh, he's on foot. Jesus. On yeah. Foot. yeah he dies <laughs> I, I didn't even, that's so rare to even put him on foot that I, I didn't even think I was just was like, Oh yeah, of course he's on horse. Well, I, I mean, it's not that rare to put him on foot cause that's the only way he comes. Right. Yeah. You gotta, true. you gotta, you know, you have to modify or you got to modify or buy the unreleased miniature to, to get him on a horse. Um, you know, I've recently taken the plunge to, to modify him, but yeah, you know, the problem is when he's on foot because he doesn't have strike and he doesn't have defense is, you know, he waddles up to the battle and then some mid tier hero with strike and a horse comes charging into him and gorges him in one turn. Um, and then he's gone. Uh, so I'm not sure Forlong's the way to go. Uh, I'll, I'll hand it over to the other two of you, and I will kind of think on this more. But I'm not quite that. I, I've identified the problem. I don't have a solution. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just oh, sorry, Renier. Oh no, you. I just want one quick edit. It's actually uh, twelve bows. Yeah. Um, but I yeah I I, I think it's twelve because the seven fountain court guard. I think there's a little mix up there. But that said, yeah, I don't I don't know how I would change it to. Of course, spend those two points somehow. But he does have everybody kind of maxed out because now I'm like, oh, how would you spend those two points? Maybe if you want more killing powder, drop one of the foot models to. Oh, add that's what this lead this list needs is killing powder. Killing powder. Blow it on the enemy. <laughs> yeah, there killing powder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe add another night or something like that. Um, I understand what Ali, Al- Alessandro says about not being too keen with. Kieran, I don't really like Kieran that much too because even if you throw him against a mega hero, if he loses the fight, he's dead. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of Forlong a little better because Forlong is he's fat, so he has a little bit of cushion, you know. So um, of course, put him on the horse and treat him as like a troop killer with his fight five, and he gets like that lance special ability with his spear. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm curious what Devin says because I am not sure. I'm I'm kind of liking Matt's. Camp two. The only thing I would change possibly would be Forlong for Huron, although yeah. I do like Huron a little better. I'm actually flipping through the book here and about maybe some inspiration because I'm assuming he's going to want 
to stay her uh, Green Alliance. Uh, I'm assuming he wants the bonus. I mean, he's basically with Fleurlong in here, a fearless army, but he already has a lot of Fountain Court Guard anyway. So it kind of does that even matter? Um, so, you know, I was thinking of some options. Like, I don't know. I, thought, I was starting to think of Rohan. And I'm like, I don't know. Theodrid is the same price as Fleurlong. Um, you know, strike, not a bad option, very hard hitting. Um, you know, they, there was even a thought, which I don't know that I'd do this to throw in like Aomer, you know, it's a little more points heavy, but then it's like, do you want to switch to Cav, which are of course going to be more expensive than these troops? You already have a low model count, so probably not. I, uh, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't have that low a model count. I mean, he's, it's, at, he's at 40 points at 800, which is fine. If 40, he actually had some power there in the heroes to, let me ask you this. Buff it up. It's 40 it, models at a baseline, like five. It's not, it's not a horde. It's it's got an average number. Mm-hmm. Average number at a five defense average as well. Like uh, five I mean, defense average? I wonder. You have eight models of defense, four. You have sorry, Tim. Just finishing the thought real quick. Yeah. Yeah, you have a lot eight models of defense four, and then you have a, a large bolt there at defense five, Citadel Guard, um, guys with you know, I guess shield spear combo. Okay, so more. Okay, the Fountain Court Guard Defense Seven. So I'll give it to you on that. I guess he's only really weak to shooting, which he's not because he's got Gandalf. So okay, right. all right, right, high defense. I'll give that. So yeah, I mean, uh, sorry, Tim. Can... Oh. Go ahead, Tim. I want if you drop, and maybe you guys this can. If you dropped all the, the Fountain Court Guard down to regular Minas Tirith Warriors, it saves you thirty three points. Do you use that to upgrade Aerolas to Faramir? And, and maybe add another hitting hero in that regard. And then you get the other strike that you mentioned as well. Are you upgrading Faramir completely, though? I mean, I, are you giving I, the whole... You, let's see, air loss is, what, 65? So you get about 100 points for Faramir? Give uh, or take. Is Faramir base 100? Um, Faramir, let me see if I can find that out real quick. Uh, is Faramir is 80 points base. So if you gave him a horse, heavy armor, and shield, he'd be a hundred. So yeah, anyway, he... I was actually wondering about I was wondering about Faramir. Um, I'm not sure Faramir replaces Eralas because Eralas is the march. He could also, replace him with four. Uh, he's also the tank. He could he could replace Forlorn. Yeah, that's a good point as well. And that, and that costs less money uh, or less points if you did do that. Maybe you keep a couple five yeah. court as well. Although I have to say, I was in. I was intrigued by the Theoden idea. Yeah. And I, I also wonder about the drop some of the guard of the fountain court to regular warriors with shield, you know, maybe not all of them. And, and wonder if, you know, that's enough to get, I mean, even if it's just Theoden and like, you know, half a dozen, um, yeah, half a dozen uh, um, Royal Guard on a horse. To clarify, I'm not against Theoden, but I did. I said Theodorid or Aramir, but you could do oh. Theoden. The reason I stayed away from Theoden is because he he becomes your general all of a sudden, which is fine if you want to get Gandalf off of it, but you could do the same with Aomer anyway, yeah. or Theodorid. Uh, you know, in having I, Theoden... I, I, think, I think you need Theoden because I think you need the Theoden buffs to go with the cavalry. If, if you're going to bring the cav in, then yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so then, uh, you know, if you, I would say Theoden, if you're bringing enough cab to make his buffs make sense, right? If you're bringing yeah. less than six, then it's it's like, eh, 
Because you could also I, get rid I, of. I like I like the the small drop of just Theodred or Aylmer though. I think we talked about this in the Rohan. Yeah, like a few cab they're, they're models. Really, they're really cheap for like you can get up yeah. to defense seven, three might, um, strike. They can kill stuff pretty well. Like you can like get rid of the Knights of Minas Tirith. Honestly, once you drop, yeah, in, that's what I was uh, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you drop in some cab from Rohan. Right. Yeah. Get rid of the Knights of Minas Tirith, and then you know you could probably save <laughs> some money on the infantry somewhere, mm-hmm. and uh, drop in some cab from from Rohan. I guess my tendency is to go with. Theoden just because of all the buffs he brings. Uh, but I think you're right. If you're going to spend, if you're just going to have like, you know, um, you know, Amor and one guy, then, then don't do it that, that, you know, then you can do Amor. But if you're going to have a half dozen Cav, I think you want, you want uh, Theoden with him. Yeah. I, I probably, I probably go the route take out because he does ask the question. He would like to add fiefdom troops, but he's not sure if it's the best list. I think we're all leaning towards go Rohan instead. Yeah. Just to add something to kill. You have to bring Imra heel and he's way too expensive for like what you're Yeah, I looked at Imra heel for a second. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Nah, so my, yeah butt would, my butt would be Theodred or Aomir with like maybe one guy, just like get, get, get another tank in the list, blinding light, Maybe instead of Eurolist, have Madril. So Theodrid or Aomir come in with the army, and then you have everything together. And you have Gandalf, a tank from Rohan, and like a battle line of like the front is D7 with some shooting. I think that'll that'll be pretty good. To yeah, clarify, okay. I was gonna say I I have to say I I, I like the Theodrid option. I, I think that kind of it's it's barely an upgrade on points from four long, so you can still kind of keep your fountain court if you want. And I think it kind of solves all the um, issues of a, a, another big hero, um, even though Forlong is obviously not a, a slouch himself. Um, but, yeah, what were you saying, Devin? Well, I guess before moving into the Dunland armies to wrap, round it out, I mean, how does everyone feel about Gandalf the White himself? Because you don't see that too often. Like I, uh, yes, the old Gandalf the White debate. Yeah, I'm just curious if, like, or I mean, obviously, we're not recommending removing it from the list because clearly it's the pinnacle of the list. Is there, you know, do we feel? I guess, in my opinion, I think in this list specifically, I'm happy with it because he has 12 bows, so it kind of allows him to, um, you know, really protect the army in the sense of like he, he can probably outshoot, maybe not an elven army backed by Kyrdin or anything like that, but like. Yeah, most average armies, you know, you can handle shots back and stuff like that. I mean, well, I guess I guess that debate will rage on. You know, maybe we shouldn't wrap up with that because it'll carry on the debate for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> well, well, let me actually raise a different question because we were talking about Theodrid. So here's my problem with Theodrid is if you're going to bring Theodrid, you need to bring Theodrid and some buddies to keep Theodrid in check. Yeah. And if you're going to bring Theodrid and some buddies to bring him in check, why wouldn't you just go with Theoden so that those buddies? Well, with only three buffs, I think or go with yeah. Aeon instead. Well, Theodrid is a hard-hitting person that I'm actually kind of wondering how often you want to keep him in check once you're ready to deliver him in. Oh, like, if he's if he's by if he shows up by himself, then well, no, certainly bring some buddies, but three. Three riders of Rohan getting a plus one uh, fight bonus because he delivers what plus, plus one, one fight, fight right? plus one fight and plus one strength on the chart. No, well, the plus one strength is delivered by the army bonus. So, oh, which yeah, okay. all right, all right. So, so it's plus one fight. It's like 
I mean, sure, on three guys, but you're losing out on a much harder hitting and much more defensive. Well, not no, same defense. So I'll give it that. I don't know. I, th- but, I, I think I'm with. I think I'm with Rainier. If we're, if we're going, if we're going like one guy, go Amer. Yeah, yeah. Let's do an ear list for Madrill to like make sure Aylmer's not by him, lo- by him his lonesome. Just the fact that he charges so, in and rerolls so and ruined. Earless to Madril gets rid of a significant capability in this armory. I'm not sure I would do that because Earless is a tank and Madril is not. Um, Madril is Madril is squishy and Earless Earless gives you the ability to have somebody you can just you know send into the big tough hero, call defense and shield, um, so that you know Gandalf and who when your cavalry can actually get something done. Madril is like, I'm going to hide in the backfield and occasionally come out and kill an orc. Yeah, I agree. I don't think Madril is the right call on a list like this because one, you don't care to be divided that much, except for with Forlong, who doesn't mind spending his might to get back into the action. And if you switch him with Aomer, he also really doesn't care that much because he's so fast. So reasonably, I mean, you don't have enough drops for it to really matter. Everyone's got three points of might. So just dropping Gandalf first and then bringing the others around him. So Madra was not adding a lot to this list that you actually need. So what, okay. what you guys, I'll bring up one more point and then um, we can kind of come together on what a general idea, I think, because we've kind of gone here. Uh, what do you guys think about if you did go with Theoden and you had you replaced the three current uh, horsemen? And I know, Devin, you made the point of, well, why would you do that for, for three models? But if you did then decide to downgrade the Fountain Court Guard, you could add probably another three models. So you'd have six at that point. Do you well, consider that's six that? plus? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, would you consider yeah. that or would you prefer the way that we were just speaking? I, I would I would still prefer Aomir because like what, what this guy's trying to go for is killing power. And I, I guess the horses would be killing power, but I would Maybe in that's what this epi- army in the beginning needs. Of the episode, we we talked about it needing a hero that could strike, it needing a hero that could survive, it needing a hero that can go toe to toe with other heroes. I don't. I still don't think uh, Theoden is that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Consider it. The thing is, when you switch from two attacks from Theoden to three on Aomer, mm-hmm. on a on a mounted model, that that means a lot. Like, yeah, that, 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 yeah, it that does works. mean a lot. But I, I guess. <clears throat> What's attracting me to Theoden is the, you know, a ha- the half dozen Royal Guard, fight five Royal Guard that come with him. Mm. The, and then you don't, then you don't need the Guard of the Fountain Court because you've got, you know, bodyguard cavalry that can go and charge whatever it needs to. Um, and, you know, and, and, you know, fight five bodyguard cavalry is no joke. Um, but, you know, I, I can see I can see the argument for for doing uh, um, Amor, and I don't I don't think that's wrong. It'd be a cool cool theme to a battle of the Pelennor Siege of Gondor type, like Gandalf with yeah. like the Royal yeah. Guard. That'd be cool. This this is good. You know, we, we haven't. Uh, it's always good when we get these types of lists where everybody kind of has their own. You know, we kind of split up into sides of you know we want this and I want that and. So it's kind of cool when, you know, I, I'm probably team Matt on this one. And I think Rainier's with Devin on this one. Um, so we're kind of split on whether or not we'd go with Theoden or Amber. Um, 
But if you do decide to take this to, let's say, a tournament, <laughs> seems like Mick has a thought. <laughs> oh, Mick! Oh, Mick! Yes, Mick. Well, what is He's your thought? He's arisen. Full crew today, I, guy. <laughs> I, I disagree with all of you. <laughs> so what, Mick, what, what is real? That's, that what, sounds about right. That's yeah, and then he's gone. Yeah, and then he leaves. <laughs> disagree with all of you. And I'm out into the abyss. He's out. <laughs> we all know Mick would put Hammer in this list. <laughs> this is this is 800 points, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So. I actually played a, quite a similar list um, in uh, in a tournament in Scotland just before COVID hit, and also had Gun of the White and Shadow Fox, and then just Fountain Guards, Gondorians, and stuff like that. It was really fun to play. I didn't do very well with it, but yeah, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, really, it was really fun to play. So, who is your third? Who is your third hero? Yeah, who replaces for long? Well, I actually had Gandalf, Hurin, and somebody else. I, I think it may have been kind of Huron and Madril or something like that. Yeah. So I, it, was, it was vaguely similar to this. I think I put together a Gandalf, uh, Huron, and Madril list as well. Uh, yeah. So, Mick, um, we, me and Matt were kind of on Team Theoden, and I think they're on Team Aim, or wh which side would you say you would go towards if you had replacing Forlock? Uh, I actually really like Theodred. Theodred oh, <laughs> was one of mine, so me and Mick yeah, are also How about this, Devin? Devin, me, and Mick all go Theodred. So yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the re-roll wounds. <laughs> I'm like, unleash the beast. He's a, he's a psychopath. I mean, he's your he's, he's really strong in that, like, if you uh, if he's not your general, he's great. If he's your general, yeah. he's like the worst. <laughs> he's just a grenade. He's just like, go and seek yeah. death. <laughs> okay so th there's it if, if anyone's ever mi missing all of the original podcast members this is what happens we get a list and we talk about it for way too long <laughs> yeah right <laughs> is there time to do the dunland review now i thought this was the whole episode what are you talking about <laughs> all right thank so, you for your see, see you in the next episode of the next big podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh thank you for your list alessandro uh we're gonna move on to the main topic for today uh which is dunland so we'll start off with the first profile cool um, all right, so we're going to go over Thryden, so I'll send it over to Devin if you want to go over Thryden. All right, so we have Thryden Wolfsbane, who's basically the Army General for this, because we're just talking Dunlin today. So 85 points. He's a uh, man Dunlin infantry hero for a hero of fortitude. So um, basically he is fight five, strength four. I'm sorry, strength five, defense five, two attacks, two wounds, four courage. Three might, two will, two fate. Armed with a two-handed axe and a sword, thank God. Um, and uh, so he's got heroic actions of heroic strike and heroic strength. He can be mounted with a horse, which you should always do. Mighty blow, uh, which delivers basically two wounds for every wound he causes. And uh, Lord of Dunland, his standfast range is 12 inches regardless. So, um, so as far as Thryden and my thoughts on this guy, I actually think He's actually a fairly solid hero you're going to see outside of even Dunlinless. Um, Dunlinless being the army of Dunlin, the legion that we're going to talk about. But even if you're just primarily Isengard, it's actually a very solid model, very higher hitter. Um, you know, the option to go two-handed is not bad. Kind of wish he had Burly, but he doesn't. Um, I mean, other than that, always arm him with a horse. I mean, the, he's, he's a solid hero. He's just a hard-hitting hero. The only problem with him being your general is the fact that um, luckily in an Isengard list, 
exclusively, he usually is never your general because he's here fortitude. But in a, in a Dunlin list, he usually has to be your general. In fact, he is. Yeah, he has to be your general. And, and defense five and two wounds kind of sucks. But uh, that's pretty much the thought on him. So you want him hard hitting, but then it's like, ah, I'm just going to send him at like infantry. And then like your mighty blow means nothing now. <laughs> and so it's it, that that's kind of the conundrum once he becomes your general. But in all other circumstances, he's not bad. Um, you guys yeah, I, I, I agree. I, th- I used to play with him. I mean, Dunlin's on my list of evil men to play with because you guys know I'm obsessed with evil men. So um, I just painted these bad boys up also too. And I'm just waiting to go back to America to bring them to event. But same thing what Devin said, like I was never impressed with him at all because it's like, oh, he can do this, that he gets killed. But I think as we're going to talk about more profiles and the warriors, that's when, when we're going to kind of be like, yeah, like, He's kind of a must to take. So I like that, that ability. The horse is really nice. It's a nice touch too for a mainly infantry army, but yeah, I just want to throw that out there. Actually the mighty blow is really scary. Yeah. Um, I, I, I had here. a game at, at the last Articon where I, uh, I had Shelob and I was just playing against Trident and I was just really scared that any time she was just going to randomly die through mighty blow. I mean, you're right. Mighty blow is, that's where the temptation is. You want to throw him at heroes, but once he's your general, it's like, ah, and then in the Dunlin list army, you don't have any magic to neuter the hero first. So you're really just like, Herc strike, Herc strike. Good luck. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm like a Dunlin thing to do. You know? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, let's do it. Ah. You're almost yeah. like, yeah, send another hero to soften him up real quick. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, I think, the way to use Thryden is he's like, you know, you, you send him and you have him kill, um, you know, troops for most of the game. And then in like the last couple turns, he charges the hero that you need to kill and you hope. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, the, the only problem with him is, you know, because he's so, so squishy, even when he goes into like a couple of regular guys, you know, if he if he botches his role, he like can't afford to he can't afford to lose a combat. Yeah. So if you if you throw him into something, and you you may well be like exhausting all of his might just to keep him from from dying, and that's the you know there, there's this fine line about like when you pull the pin on the grenade with Thryden and, and send him in because you want him to go in early enough so that he still has some might left to do a rogue strike and do something, but you know not so early that uh you know he 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 dies instantly and the rest of your army kind of collapses around him. Yeah. So, so he's, he's like a troop killer beginning yeah. to mid game, possibly hero fighter, like end later. Yeah. Game. As yeah. enemy heroes have been worn down. Yeah. You know, honorable mention, I don't know why he has defense five because it should be defense six. He has the same armor as the Huskarls and they're defense five and heroes are usually fight defense four base. So why is I he think not- it, maybe underneath but also you look at the warriors and one of them has like a bear skin and he's defense five four and the other one has like thick mail and he's the same defense it's just like I don't know. maybe because underneath all that mail he's like you know bare chested yeah there we go. he just forgot to wear clothing <laughs> yeah that's <Battle>. right <laughs> well, i remember there was this one tournament i went to matt i think it was the first shadow in the east and i came up against a gentleman playing um all isengard and i went against thryden and i remember the whole time i was thinking to myself i'm like thryden is 
he killed Shagrat in one turn because he, he managed to get Shagrat trapped and he got three wounds. So he just, like, he's he really is a very scary model if he gets in the right position because he can take mm-hmm. down near enough any hero in the game, really. Because with the two wounds and him being strike five, especially if he, you know, goes two-handed, let's say, he can really take someone out very quickly, especially with the horse as well. Um, yeah, I, I mean, but the flip side is just about any hero in the game can take can him kill out. Him. Yes. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say. He's that. He's I was that. like, yeah, you <laughs> have to win the combat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And when that's yeah. your general. If the role went bad, Shagrat, it would have been a different story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when that's your general, that's the problem. Like, when he's not your general, yeah, screw it, you know. But so if he is your general, then he's amazing in Fog of War. Yes, he is amazing. And that's not, you don't care. Yeah, exactly. That's true. All right. Um, I think that's pretty much thread. Uh, Nick, if you want to move on to the next profile, which is the Dunlendon Captain. Shall we perhaps first go on to the, the named heroes and then see whether the Dunlendon Chieftain is even worth even taking? Worth taking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once we've seen all the other Let's give Matt like one of the next. <laughs> all right. All right. Matt, if you want to go over Gorolf Ironskin. All right, Gorolf Ironskin, um, who uh, is, I think, one of the few heroes in this game that comes with an accent mark as part of his name. Um, he is 70 points. Uh, he's a man Dunlending infantry hero. He is a hero for it to move six. Uh, he does not have the ability to have a horse, so he's just going to be moving six. He's fight five. Um four plus shoot value but that doesn't matter strength five defense five three attacks two wounds courage four three might one will one fate he has armor two axes and a dagger and you know he's got two axes because he's got three attacks because that's what gives you three attacks if you're a mid-level hero is that extra weapon uh his heroic actions are heroic strike heroic strength and heroic defense and he comes with a special rule iron skin at the start of the fight phase, Gorelf is, engage- is engaged with an enemy hero. Uh, he may declare a heroic defense without spending might. So Gorelf is the tank, right? Um, he's, defense- he's a defense five tank, but he's a guy that you just kind of like send in against another hero. He calls heroic defense. Um, if the other guy... Uh, you know, goes ahead and, and wins despite the heroic defense, then, you know, hopefully Gorolf's two wounds and one fate will be enough to, to see him through. Um, if he fails, then Gorolf can go choppy choppy, which is with his two axes. And, you know, presumably because he's calling the heroic defense, you can actually get Gorolf up to uh, strength six because he can just go ahead and pierce and who cares. Yeah. Um, so he's a three attack strength six uh, tank that can go in and call defenses and you know hope it works yep. yeah he's i feel like he's that berserker model that we all ask for a berserker hero they just threw him into the download list but I, th- I think he's really good mm. yeah there's no I, question there's no question he's good i think he is if you're doing a dunlin list if you you know once you've taken thriden as you must he's the second guy that you take yeah. And he's actually sufficiently good that you will also see him showing up in like Isengard lists in places where, you know, people used to take Thryden. If they want a slightly cheaper option, they'll take, you know, Gorolf as 
you know, a hero to kind of drop into an Isengard list because he's, you know, he he certainly has a role in the in the Isengard list as a whole. I am glad they gave him three attacks, and I understand the two axes why, but if we because without it, weirdly enough, he's far more resilient against heroes than infantry. And so, like, you want to be an, uh, an infantry killer, but you definitely want to back him up with a banner and spear and whatnot. Because once he loses the combats, almost anyone can take him out. So, the other little nifty trick, if you are someone going against Garolf, one thing you want to watch out for is if you, if you have Garolf and he has an open side for a hero and a hero calls a her a combat on some other one of your warriors, you should be wary of the slingshot into Garolf because Garolf cannot call the heroic defense since he did not start combat with that hero. So it's a nifty little trick people use to dispatch him to get rid of the heroic defense. So <clears throat> well he can yeah. he can still call strike and defense though ahead of time. So he can but he well, could but not for free. Oh yeah you couldn't do it for free. So it it's just it's just something to note if someone's doing that you might want to call the defense because that could be what's going on. I, I like how you said that like he could die to basic troops because I've also seen him being thrown into a pike battle line and be like, I'm going to like heroic combat and kill like four dudes. And then he loses the fights and dies. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> make, make sure he has that support. Yeah. The banner, a spear or something, because he is, I don't know. He kind of reminds me of Huron on foot in a way for this list. He can kill stuff. He's got all these cool special rules. But yeah, he could die like in, in the snap of, snap of his He's only iron skinned against certain people. <laughs> Your basic yeah. mook can splice right through him. <laughs> so, he's he's, yeah. he's bur, bur, bur skinned or bur chested <laughs> against other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He sees how yeah. mighty you are. That's when he like he's like, like straps up. No, he's got he's so, got chainmail under his bare skin. That's why yeah. he's the same defense as Thrain. <laughs> So yeah, I think yeah. the, the proper tactic with Gorolf is he's one of these guys that wants to lurk in like the second or third rank of, you know, mm. kind of a mob and then have somebody else call the heroic move, um, get to wherever he's going to go. And then, you know, as you're moving all your other figures in, you, you then get Gorolf, um, you know, swatted sure him against hero. the hero. Yeah. 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 And preferably either with, with one Huskarl or if you're going Isengard, two pikes behind him. Yeah. Um, Goroff with two pikes behind him going in against the hero is kind of a frightening prospect for that hero. Um, so I would go ahead and say this is probably my favorite. I don't even know if you can call him mid tier because he's so cheap for 70 points. Like, I feel well, like he's, he's mid tier, he's, yeah, he's mid tier. Well, yeah. I mean, because like I, you think about most captains are like 60 points, 55, something like that. Maybe not for evil, but you know, he's 70 points and. For 70 points, this is probably my favorite profile in the game at that, you know, 60 to 85 point range. Because I think what, what we – I remember when we went over this, me and Rainier talked about when we went over the, the War in Rohan book that I loved the fact that he had strike and defense because it gives you that versatility to go, okay – we have the same fight value. I can call defense, or if I need, like you said, with the hurl combat, I can call a strike ahead of time if I need to, and then even go from there. So you get that versatility. And then obviously, like you guys have mentioned, going into a hero with double pike with three attacks, having a free heroic defense, strength six. I mean, he can kill troops. He can kill heroes. 70 points, three might. 
I, I, he's probably my favorite mid-tier hero in the entire game. I, yeah. love, I love this profile. I, I like what you said with options, too, because it is you can go against a hero with two attacks. They strike. You can be like, I'll defense for free. Mm-hmm. Why not? Like, you win. You're not really going to, like, kill me. I win. I'm going to kill you because I can, like, pierce up to strength six. So it is kind of like just those options. A lot of heroes have defense strike. I think he is just it's elevated a little bit. It's, it's really good for, for his. I, I, I love, this is one of my favorite profiles on the entire game. I love this the, the one, the one caution I'd put on is on him is, you know, in addition to the problem of having somebody heroic combat into him, so he doesn't get the defense. If a hero charges into him, a decent hero, like decent three attack hero charges into him on horse yeah, um, and wins the combat. <laughs> I, I mean, it might save. It him, might, but, but it, it might does. not. Yeah, but that, that's um, what I like about what Matt said too. It's kind of like you treat him like a corsair hero, where you you have him in the back ranks. You have him ready to like sneak into like one of these little pockets. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move on to the next profile. Um, Rainier, do you want to go over Frida Tallspear? Sure, I got it right here. So uh, Frida Tallspear is sixty-five points. She's a woman, Dunlending Infantry Hero of Fortitude. Um, her baseline is Fight 5, Strength 4, Defense 6, 2 Attacks, 2 Wounds, Courage 4, 3 Might, 1 Will, 1 Wound. She does have a shield, armor, and a spear and a dagger. Um, we'll talk about her spear here soon. But heroic actions are Defense and Strength. There's another like cool theme of like Defense with Dunlending. You're kind of like delaying heroes from doing stuff. She has three special rules. The first one is active, it's readied stance. Cavalry models do not gain the extra attack or knock to the ground bonuses when involved against Frida Tallspear or one she is supporting. So even if she supports Gorolf, the cavalry model that would like take him out is not going to get that, get that bonus. So she has that like cool ability to stop something, but also support and stop something. Yeah, it's kind of cool because her spear is a Rohan spear too, so it's kind of like salt in the wound. <laughs> so, uh, not, I didn't notice that. Well, I guess just two, two. So, her second special rule is go for the horses. Um, her and friendly Dunlending models within three inches of her may re roll to wound rolls against mounts during a fight phase. So, I really Huge. like that. That's yeah. a bubble. Really Sometimes, cool. yeah, the bubble, the bubble effect you see these things where it's like a one, one thing, and you're like, okay, I could use that here and there. But the idea that like all, all everyone's going to be rolling within three inches, I think that's really cool. Um, she's another one of those things where if you go up against a cav, cav army, they're just going to be kind of frightened wherever she is. They're like, uh, I don't know if I want to engage this and risk losing all of my mounts or get killed or something like that. So in Lords yeah, of Battle, had, that's huge, man. Like just yeah, exactly, exactly. I would say like. <clears throat> She's not my top pick for Dunlending, um, but she. if I bring an 800-point list, I would bring her. Uh, yeah, I think she's just really cool. The defense is cool. The spear's cool. Everyone's always saying, mount your hero, mount your hero. Like, she's a little bit of like, yeah, mount your hero. So, so I like that aspect of her. Another fight five, um, I think it's really cool that she's fight five. She doesn't really have to heroic strike well she can't to like well, she, kill, she kill can't heroic, troops. yeah, yeah. She, i mean she can't heroic strike she i mean can't. yeah i mean her job is to basically to fight from the second rank yeah mm. and i mean i i think with frida her job in the army is she she's the one who calls the heroic moves right yeah 
because you you don't need her her points to strike and if she's fighting from the back rank you don't need to call heroic defenses with her she's the one who's like in the second rank just calling the heroic moves so that Garolf and Thryden can you know save their might to charge forward and try and take out heroes yeah. or do the stuff she, she wants she also messes, reason, messes. Oh. well the only reason i might disagree with that is because of the next hero where you often pick him and mm, he's the might battery. He usually spends the heroic moves when he's done marching. So that's the only reason where she may like if you have a toss-up between them two, and you usually get all four of these heroes in a list at higher point games, but I know we haven't covered them yet, but just yeah, a thought on it, so. it, it is good thought. And also the Dunlending force is gonna be so big. So like maybe have as we talked about two might batteries. Yeah, um, but yeah. Um, across the field, but I do. Well, like then, then that's true. Yeah, they are a big army, so they yeah. usually need two broke moves. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you you could use her to support a basic fight three warrior, and then all of a sudden they're fight five, and yeah, the opponent hero yeah. loses their loses their charge that's what, bonus. That's what you do with her. Yeah, yeah, that that that's really freaky. If I was a if I was a Rohan player, because it's like she's got a six inch range just to come on, yeah. like come on, and you can't really heroic combat because now you're and, the same fight. And, and that's another that's another perfectly valid tactic with her is you know don't call the heroic move as long as your front line is still intact. Figure out where the hero is going to charge, and then when it's your move, you put her behind the guy that he charged. Yeah, wouldn't it be so cool if she could like when she calls heroic strikes, her fight value still confers to the to the fight. Like you know, because normally when you support it, your fight value from heroic strike won't. They won't up the fight. That would be cool if she had her own strike. I think that would. Yeah, be cool. she does not strike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm actually, I, I really like this propa, but it's like you said, there, there are a lot. It's one of those uh, models where there's a lot of stuff that you might take above her. But on paper, I mean, she's fight five, defense six. Obviously, she has her special rules. And me and Rainier always talk. If she gets in a pinch, you know, heroic defense is a very underrated little thing um for her to have I, I i really like this model especially for 65 points i think she yeah. she does a really good job um i, I did forget too she has a shield she can yeah, shield she can throw her in she has four mm. attacks to shield she you can, exactly let's say she gets against like an aragorn she calls heroic defense and shields there's four four dice in her heroic defense she's it's gonna be hard for her to necessarily um it's gonna be a lot harder for her to die does um, she have the highest defense in this list yeah, she's the only one with a shield. So, no, uh, the Dunlending no. Chieftain. No. The, chi- the Chieftain also comes with a shield. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. The Chieftain does not. I'm actually looking at his profile right now. He actually does not come with a shield. Well, he can swap it for free into a shield. Yeah, for an axe and shield. You're right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I see the bottom. Yeah. The Chieftain has Defense six. All right. So, yeah. The All right. Should we move on to the next one? Yep. Uh, the next one is the Wildman Oathmaker. He's 55 points. He is a hero of fortitude. He is fight four, strength four, defense four, two attacks, two wounds, courage four, three might, one will, one fate. I think the one quick thing about uh, Dunland is they have a lot of three might heroes, which is always a really good thing to have in any list. Mm-hmm. And you can get them in abundance. Uh, he has a dagger and heroic strength. His special rules are fearless and hatred of Rowan. Um, he has a special rule called We Will Die for Saruman. All wild men of Dunlin, included in the same army as the wild men Oathmaker, give the Isengard keyword for the duration of the battle. And he also has Blood Oath. Friendly wild men of Dunlin within six inches of the wild men of Oathmaker gain the fearless special rule. 
Now that is a huge, huge ability for an army like this to have fearless. That's the first fearless buff for evil too, like a range bubble like that. So yeah. only good has it. So he, he is, especially with how many troops Dunlin usually have in their armies when you take them, uh, the ability for all those guys to deal with terror or or of dismay or any of that kind of stuff is just massive. And again, he's 55 points. So he's very cheap to go along with it with three might. So again, he's another character where you call heroic moves with. So you, d- you don't have to worry about Thryden or Gorolf using their might because you have so many models that they really won't use their might except mm-hmm. to move. So you, you never really have to worry about moves. And if you take four named heroes, let's say, in an 800-point list, you know, you're going to have 12 might. Like, that's a great amount of might. And he has um, nothing better to do anyway. Yeah, he <laughs> has nothing better to do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, the good news with this guy is, you know, as you say, he makes your wild men fearless so your wild men can charge the enemy's terror-causing models. Of course, the downside of this is that what's charging into the enemy's terror-causing models are a whole bunch of wild men (laughs) who will then die, and next turn, you you need to start making courage tests. Um, So, I mean, I I, I don't know. Somebody tell me, by the way, at one point I knew this, and it escapes me now, what the significance of the fact that um, the Isengard keyword going to the, the wild men of Dunland, does that mean that they it's the one third so basically it's the one third yeah so the Isengard thing. army bonus is really what you have to know so basically uh, friendly mo- Isengard models do not start taking courage tests for being broken until at least 66% of the force is removed as casualties so what happens is you get them down to 50%. So your Isengard heroes don't take courage tests, which means they can't stand fast. So all of your non-Isengard heroes are just kind of left off on their own. You still count as broken. They just, no one takes tests. So uh, the, the Dunlending models often suffered because in an Isengard list, they still, they still test and they'll run away. Now it removes them. Now the wild, the wild men that may still be alive at this point in the game will not yes. take that. May still be as you've been charging them into terrifying models. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. For fifty-five points, I think the Wild Man Oathmaker is is a good pick. I think at eight hundred eight hundred points is the the army level uh, where, like, you know, you get all of the you get all of these heroes. Mm-hmm. I think once you start dropping below eight hundred points, somebody has to go hero wise. And I think this is the first guy to go, at least for me. Ooh. Um, I think I, I keep him just because I'm a horde freak. The so, march is usually what I a lot like, like, but he doesn't have he doesn't march. march though. He doesn't, he doesn't have march. Oh, wait, what does he have? Heroic strength? His heroic strength. Yeah. Oh, never mind. Okay. I thought he had so he is He is only a might battery and like and a fearless. fearless. So I do see that, Matt, why you would. Okay. Because it is, it is kind of like. Yeah, I thought he had March. I I might rate him a little lower now at this point because I I, I really did think he had March for some reason. But should we do, speaking of March, we do make do a chieftain next so we can talk about. Yeah, but let's talk about your problem also fourth pick who's in contention with this because now now I'm a little bit on Matt's side with that. All right, Matt, could you want to go over the Dunlending chieftain? The the all star. There used to be a Wildman chieftain, but there isn't anymore, which is a shame. 
So the Dunlending Chieftain, uh, 55 points for a uh, man who's an infantry hero. Uh, move six, five value four. Uh, he also has a shooting value of four plus because he can take a both of five points. Uh, strength five, defense five, two attacks, two wounds, courage four, two might, two will, one fate. So this is quite a quite a unique thing among just random captains to have two will points. Normally it's one. <laughs> this is a typo it's... that has since become canon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're all debating like, oh, I wonder is it lure, and it's always just a typo. Yeah. yeah, there is there is always one of those like pop quizzes at Warhammer World GTs. Uh, they always show. Can you guess whose profile this is? Just by just by guessing, let's say defense and will points of, uh, and points of will. So it's always like two will for a generic captain. It has to be this guy. Yeah. Um, he wears armor. Uh, he also uh, carries his bare chest under the armor. Then he uh, carries a dagger. And a 200 axe. He has the heroic march. I uh, can take both of five points, and he can swap his 200 axe for an axe and a shield. Which you so should he, always do. So right. He could, <laughs> he could be defense six, which means he will probably always be defense six. Which, you know, is of course not the version of the model that they actually sell, but is yeah. the version of the model that you want to put on the table. <laughs> so essentially what you do is you chop off the end of his 200 axe so it looks like it's a 100 axe and then you give him a shield. Isn't it a shame that like packs of models don't come with like one extra shield? You know, like yeah. Rohan, Gondor, it doesn't matter. One extra shield. That's all you need. Just one. <laughs> so... so so this guy, uh, he has Heroic March. So he is the only the only hero here available with Heroic March, which makes him vaguely usable. It, it's yeah. more than more than vaguely. He's almost essential in this list. Yeah, he is almost yes. essential. Yeah. So um, that's that's actually quite sad because because you have to you essentially have to remove one of the named heroes, and you would probably want to have all four of them for theme and all that. But yeah, he will probably be. Some somewhere alongside probably your third pick because because you want Trident and Gorulf and they're all, they're so cheap anyway. Uh, you're probably gonna be able to afford another hero, so you stick him in as as your third pick, and then if you go into high enough points, you then uh, grab another one of your named ones. But yeah, he's just a generic captain who marches. We all we all like those. I yeah. mean, they they wanted to in this edition make captains worth picking. I mean, some armies they massively failed at that. Like in Gondor, mm-hmm. where Boromir has March. Like, why would you do that? Now your captains are useless. But but <laughs> or, in this or, or point, the Merkwood Ranger captain that doesn't have March. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in this case, um, you know, they they succeeded. I mean, within this legion, this captain is very useful. So yeah. Well, I mean, the, the only yeah. other answer to shooting this list has, other than the march that comes with the Dunlinning Chieftain, is I hope I've bought enough models to soak up the bow fire before I get there. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only other anti-shooting strategy this army has. And you hope they're not wild men, because they're not going to yeah. just die, and, <laughs> and you're going to get broken very quickly. Which, yeah. which is actually, that was, uh, that, was, that was the thought I had throughout this whole review of, of the heroes so far. But like, everyone's just courage four. If, if, if there's a ring growth on the other side of, uh, of the board, as soon as you break, the game ends. Yeah. It, it, I mean, basically, you need the Oathmaker to almost tie up the ring race, but mm. then it's like, and, and maybe goad him into 
for a combat to. But even like, even if there isn't a ring wraith, courage four fails like half the time yeah. anyway. Oh yeah. Oh, oh well, I was oh, just saying like to tie them up like throughout the game like to stop them because if you have a ring wraith on Felby's, chances are they're using it to crush your army. In yeah, hell. of course. Yeah, yeah. So you'd need a, a, an oath maker in that case to to have one guy like charge in a way that they couldn't be hurled, mm-hmm. and maybe even bait uh, a heroic. Uh, combat to drain them of might so you can come in with the kill later with uh thriving but well i mean yeah, don't forget your extra don't forget your extra will there mick oh yeah, yeah. you do have that extra will. <laughs> You're fine. That's, that's precisely why they put yeah. it there several yeah. years ago before before legions <laughs> came out <laughs> i mean this is where i think i'm not sure if the legion improves this but thriving's 12 inch stand fast is gonna be yeah that's like that's like your saving grace so that essentially means you don't want to put Thrydon into combat like ever, but the yeah, right. Spider. <laughs> <laughs> He's your grenade you don't want to pull. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's go into the warriors now. Um, Devin, if you want to go over the Dunlending warrior. Yeah, sure. So we got a Dunlending warrior at seven points. Uh, is fight three, strength four, defense four, one attack, one wound, courage three. Armor and an axe is the basic kit. And uh, banner for 25 points, shield. Uh, can swap that axe for a dagger and a bow or two-handed axe for one point. So the only way really to make these guys either bow or a shield. Well, obviously a banner. Uh, and in the Legion, that's doubly so. Definitely take the banner. But um, honestly, like, Otherwise, though, I mean, you know what? For the Legion, they're solid troops. Outside the Legion, eh. <laughs> but in the Legion itself, yeah, you're obviously kidding out your core with these guys, and that's your option. And they're not a bad option. They're they're reasonable. I think I like the fact that they can bring an axe, so that way, you know, you, you can get higher strength. I think Dunland is an army that, because it kind of tends to accidentally hoard out due to the fact that you can only take cheap heroes – um, you want to go for the kill more often to kind of like reduce their numbers to a point where they can't handle your ward. But I mean, overall though, I mean, it's a, it's your basic troop and he does what you need him to do. So um, I don't know how many bows you've taken, but you've got to take some and these are your only option as you'll find out. So any other thoughts on this? I mean, they are, they are useful to stand in front of pikes, right? Um, there, you know, if you're if you're looking to try and min max your Isengard army, um, mm. and you don't want to spend ten points for a defense six or a Kai, um, you can get, you know, a defense five Dunlending warrior for eight points, and you know yeah. you get you get everything in there except the defense six. Basically, you're you're saving two points, and you're getting. Um, a, you know, you're getting somebody who's one less defense that can stand in front of pikes. Which, of course, if you're losing in front of pikes anyway, you're going to die. So it's like, you know, like in front of a pike block, everyone's doubling strikes against you. And it's probably fitting that if you have to put Dunlinning in your Isengard list, these guys will die first. So that way that Isengard bonus that doesn't confer to them doesn't matter. Right. So. Right. Uh, That's showing why fighting for Saruman is really a bad idea. <laughs> uh, Nick, if you want to go over the wild men of Dunland, right. So, if you if you ever wondered what is possibly the worst profile in the entire game, <laughs> this 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 may be up there. But they have hatred. 
<laughs> so the wild men of Dunlon are five points uh, for being uh, five value three, uh, shooting value four plus, but they cannot shoot anything. Strength three, defense three, one attack, one uh, wound, and courage three. They can be armed with a sword or an axe, and they have an option to take a two-handed axe for one extra point, and they hate Rohan. So they're basically like Goblin Town Goblins, but way more expensive. By, they're more expensive by, than by, by, by 25% more. <laughs> <laughs> and they're worse. They can't support each other at all. And they're worse, yeah. And, and in fact, if you were to take this guy with a 200 axe, then I, I don't think you can ever find any, anybody worse in the entire game. <laughs> it's so I, I don't know. I think you can. I, I like him. I was going to say, I'm not, a, I'm not a negative fan on these. I actually don't mind them. They're, they're appropriately costed for what they they're, do. They're, they're, they're fine to just, to, just, to just exist there and like come, come, I, come in on the here's table. My, here's there. my argument about it. They're, they're five points. You could get, and, and the axe thing is the one thing that makes me like, yeah, yeah, I like them because it's that strength four with, uh, what is it, piercing strike. Yeah. So you could get three strength four piercing strike dudes for the same price as one um, berserker. Um, that's what I always compare it to. And that is quite... If you if you take those numbers and uh, put it across a big list, that's quite a lot of models. Except except for here, I don't think berserkers are very good. So you could pay one less point for this figure and get a Hobbit militia that would have wow. <laughs> move of four inches, a fight of one, and a strength of two. And otherwise be the same, except I mean the Hobbit militia would get resistant to magic and throwing, you know, strength one stones. Yeah, they the really hurt the army well, by increasing that army by one point. <laughs> like, <laughs> that really was painful. <laughs> well, the thing is, ch chances are that the wild man is not going to make it into combat with the Hobbit militia because the militia is going to take him out of the rock. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> if you have seventy-five of them, they will. You, so, yeah, so but, Brown, but you won't anymore because they're four points. So it's right. yeah, true. I mean, comparison to the Hobbit, yes, the Hobbits, their praise profile went up, but yet uh, in points, but yet nothing changed about them. So it's kind of misleading. But yes, for current game, yeah, it's, these guys are better than Hobbits. These guys, these guys are probably sort of the necessary evil that you're gonna have to take in this army anyway. Yeah, because because, because you're gonna have to. Take something to up your numbers, especially if you're investing more into house girls. Um, mm -hmm. So, sadly, and, and, and by the way, you're gonna take them anyway. If they're fearless, they're fine for five points. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the oath maker, yeah. oh yeah, yeah these yeah. guys, yeah, take twelve. Like, except, yeah, this... yeah. Except, except you're only taking the oath maker as like your fifth hero or something like that. Well, fourth swap in maybe. <laughs> it just depends on what you're looking for. But, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. honestly. If you look at it the way Rainier said it, I think he, Rainier was spot on. Once you think of him as fight three, strength four, defense one, they kind of become sort of interesting um, because when they do win, you know, it's like, okay, cool. Strength four model for five points. I'm not mad at it. So I look at the points difference personally. So I, I'm, I'm more team Rainier because if you take a warband of the Dunlending Warriors, it's 96 points. If you take a warband of the 
Dunland Warriors, they are 60. So there's 38 points. There's a free banner plus 13 points left over. So you mm. get the extra reroll, which is essentially the other dice. You've buffed up the numbers. Like you said, with the Oathmaker, they're fearless. And they're strength four. So that's not a... Di- the only downside to this model really is the defense. And I'm not saying that the defense mm. isn't important, but for all those points difference, for the same... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm more Dunland Warrior than I am... Uh, I'm sorry, more uh, Wild Men of Dunland than Dunlanding Warrior. I think you could really spam this out and then you get more heroes because of it as well. So you could take the Oathmaker with a, with a Chieftain. You could take, because your numbers would be so high. And even though Bowfire would obviously be an issue, you could do your best to put more Dunlanding Warriors in the front and at least make it more difficult to kill them. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Like If, yeah, I, sure. if, if, you ha- if a player had the money to buy these things in the packs of three they come in like you spam them oh, I I think that, that part i didn't know that part i <laughs> yeah. didn't know <laughs> <laughs> if with the so the i mean I'll, but i'll give it to you i think if these came in packs of plastic 12 i think you'd probably see more of them spammed in they're, an they're, army they're metal like, metal 12 now actually for 50 bucks. are they are they met, uh, metal 12 I actually, I actually ended up somehow. I ended up like give them access. Yeah, somehow I ended up with like a ton of these guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how it goes over time when you've been playing for like so many years. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of these things where I like you know I I I kept on you know acquiring these kind of like odd batches of Isengard figures, and every one of those odd batches would have like between six and twelve of these guys that were primed and never painted. And I think I, I ended up doing that like four or five times. And now I've got like 40 of these guys. Did, does the Dunlending army have orc warriors? No. Because no. uh, I was like, I wonder if he like. Yeah. You know what? They're, they're really like orcs that are just like sort of a point less for free strength. I think I think you had it spot on with a with a Goblin Town Warrior, but with an extra fight value with courage. I think well, that, the problem with Goblin Town Warriors is they can support each other, which they can support that's, each other. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. So that, Super that's what the, the, the six inch flag kind of gives. What we'll talk about kind of gives yeah. these guys a boost too, because you do if you once you get a six inch like banner. Yes. Yeah, because Goblin Town doesn't get a banner. Whole, I don't think they have no banner. Right. Whole thing of right. like now now, now yeah. they have two like a five point dude strength four with two two rolls on the on the fight like i you guess could you could possibly dehorse something or, or well and, and, and i'll get into it when we get into the, the the bonus flag but that's where i think these guys shine as the legendary legion with that banner um mm. we'll go into the next profile which is the dunlending horseman um matt if you want to go over that sure the dunlending horseman is 12 points it is a man dunlending cavalry warrior Move six inches, but comes with a horse, so that's going to go up to 10 inches. It is fight three. It is strength four. It is defense five. One attack, one wound, courage three. Armor, shield, horse, axe, and dagger. It comes with the special rule, slay their horses. Whilst they have the cavalry keyword, defense, which means basically while they're still on their horse, Dunlinning horsemen re-roll ones to wound against mounts. Uh, okay. Um, so, I mean, the Dunlinning horsemen are cheap cavalry. They're yeah. decent, cheap cavalry, um, and they're you know they're kind of worth their twelve points. They're going to die to any type, any other type of real cavalry, but you know they you can throw a half dozen of these things into a Dunlending army without breaking the bank, and then you have kind of this mounted strike force that can ride around with Thryden. And you know if you send them in and they roll up, they're probably going to you know kill whatever infantry they're fighting. Um, 
it, this is not this is not cavalry that you ever want to like have fight more than one guy on the ground at a time but generally you've got enough of them and you got enough foot figures mixed in with them that um you don't have to do that uh and they're cheap enough that i mean so so their job their job is kind of similar to the wild man i mean the, the wild men's kind of main purpose is to kind of exist on the flanks of the Dunlending warriors. And then they just kind of sweep around to it to, to the back to engage the spears um, and then, you know, trap the guys in front so that the warriors can kill them with their strength four or strength five. If they're piercing you know, the Dunlending horsemen, you know, that's their role too, is their role is to kind of sweep around the flanks, hit the back ranks um, and, you know, they can you know, charge into somebody. If they roll up, he'll be knocked down and he'll die. And you can you know, resolve your Dunlinning warriors first and hopefully kill the front ranks before that happens. And you know what? If it all goes south and they get trapped and they die, well, you've lost the 12-point model. Oh, well. Yeah, that's that's their role in the list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good take. I mean, 12 points is not much at all if you right. think of Cav. And that's yeah. also for a defense five dude with a shield mounted on top of that and he can even strike up to strength five i don't know if you need to do that too many times but if you throw him into hero with like more of your heroes you strike up and stuff why not go up to strength five so i really like these guys i think like for the exact same reasons matt said they're just cheap um they die they die who cares they're good objective takers not as good as the campaign that we'll talk about but they're they're pretty good i mean yeah i throw in like maybe four to four to six like in my 800 list just because i want to um they might not do too much but yeah i, I like them <clears throat> yeah i'm i think they're pretty much i'm just gonna end echoing what everyone said they're good they're good for 12 points i think you take a couple you don't spam them out and that's uh, i i think the only unfortunate thing about them is that when they're around friga their their rule sort of becomes redundant which is unfortunate because they reroll one she makes them reroll all right or is she plus one to wound Against uh, I think it was re-roll. Re-roll to wound rolls. Yeah, so they can't re-roll the one and a re-roll at the I same mean, time. So. I mean, frankly, the re-roll the one, I mean... That, it's a gimmick why, anyway. That's not why you're yeah. taking these guys. Yeah, that's true. It is a gimmick. You're right. Yeah, that's, that's true. You, hopefully you didn't pay a point for that. I don't so yeah. point that yeah. up. But but basically, um, yeah, that, you, you take... The, the only contention with these really is with the Creebane um, is like if you have points left for a mobile force... Who do you take? Because they both have different roles, but the Creebane, as we're going to discuss, are amazing. So. Yeah, but the Creebane are much pricier. But of course, yeah, yeah, you can get two of these guys arguably for ish around the same points, like mm-hmm. not ish four point over. But. Um, all right, Rainier, do you want to go over the Huskarls? Sure. So the Huskarls outside of Frida are the only models with spear support. Um, they are eleven points. Fight three, strength four, defense five, one attack, one wound, courage four. They're equipped with heavy armor, uh, war axe, and dagger. So the war axe is basically a spear or a two-handed weapon. Um, Yeah, that's the special rule, spear, two-handed weapon. They do have bodyguard, so that's kind of where Thryden comes in. And these guys can also um, pass courage tests. They can work like the, what we were talking about, the wild men. They have that role of like a, Belbeast comes in behind or anything like that. They also have a special rule, rule called Favor of the War Chief. Dunland Huskarls supporting a fight within three inches of a friendly Dunlending hero. Model gain one plus fight value.
for the duration of the fight. So I was really disappointed when these guys came out, to be honest, because for 11 points, they were only fight three. And um, Dunlindings really need fight four to like kind of make their army more competitive against other similar hordes. But yeah, you have so many heroes that it is, you typically get fight yeah. four because you have so many heroes spread out. You just can't spam these guys out really that much. Yeah, for 11 points, it's like no, no, no way, like... It's yeah, like they didn't want you to take that many spears. It's like they were trying to restrict it from becoming a shield wall army is basically what it felt like. Yeah, but it is also like one more point you get a cav model. And like, I think the cav model for one more point, I'd rather yeah. take that than yeah. this dude. I'd, I'd, I'm, I'm curious what y'all think. You, you know what swings um, it? I'm not really that impressed without taking a few of them. What swings it out of favor of the cav model is the bodyguard, which... Yeah. You know, this is the first evil model with the bodyguard in the game. Um, so if you were to take Frigga as your fourth option, as we had discussed earlier, taking these guys starts to become pretty essential in comparison to a cab model. Um, if they didn't have bodyguard, um, right there, they, I would almost like barring the odd spear support, you throw them behind a hero, give give Garolf the extra spear, you know, support in the Dunlin army, but you wouldn't take too many of these. So I, I think ultimately you probably take about, you know, a little handful per hero, maybe like three, four per hero, you know, um, depending on the, you know, your points and all of that. So that, that's, yeah, you're, you're definitely using them sparingly. Um, the, it is a little unusual how restrictive it is. Like, oh, you have to be supporting and you have to be within a, a friendly of a three inch stunning hero. So um, I think outside of the Dunlending army, they find their use if you don't want an oath maker with a bunch of yeah. wild men who could potentially break your army by accident. Yeah, so that, that, that's the thing yeah. too. Like you go up against other hordes with similar numbers, corsairs, Gondor, even like fiefdens, mm. um, all these lists. They're all at fight four, so it's like I don't really want to put all this effort just to tie someone. You know what I mean? Like that—that's—it's not taking it over. It's just well, making it. it if you think of it like the normal Isengard, I think you take these guys mostly for once again, it's just that bodyguard. You take like three, you know, like, mm -hmm. and they just become that, that unit you could throw and tie up like something you really needed to like a Shelob or something. And you know, that that's kind of the way I'm sort of seeing them is that, you know, but, but yeah, I think in the Dunlending army, even too, I, I agree with you that the not getting that fight for, I mean, luckily though, um, with what we've mentioned, Frigga's in the back rank, Thryden apparently can't go forth very much until the game is kind of winding down. The Oathmaker has nothing better to do but to stand in the back rank. I mean, you, you have a whole bunch of guys who kind of stand back there with them. So it's like, you know, if you have the Oathmaker, he's very easily able to stand next to six of these guys in a line and generate some fight four bubbles for you. I mean, what I found with the, the Huskarl is that the purpose of the Huskarl is to stand behind the guy who's managed to trap his opponent. And, you know, that gives you the extra attack to try and win the fight. And it's, it's worth if you're fighting fight four guys, if you've got somebody trapped because your, your cavalry or wild men have kind of run around to the back, it's worth tying the fight value in that circumstance because if you tie the fight value and you manage to to win the fight, you're you're pretty much going to kill what's on the other side. 
and that's kind of that's kind of the job of the Huskarls is that they they go to the places where you've got a trapped opponent and you try and use them to kind of like make sure you get that kill and that's their role. I am uh, if I were to take these, I would take one to two per warband personally. Um, just you know that that little useful thing for the hero or like they said for the courage or I, I don't know that I'd take more than two in a warband personally for myself. Um, yeah, that's what I, that I, I usually do. One to two, and I would skip the captain's warband because I don't really see mm-hmm. the captain's gonna be so mobile. And I typically make the captain's warband small. All right. yeah, I think I only have six of these guys, and I think those are, that's the number. That's that as far as I'd probably go with six. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've seen I've seen more, and I've seen more used effectively. I think probably two per hero, and I think there's nothing wrong having a couple of these guys running around with the captain's warband too, if you've got um, the points for it. Because I mean, they yeah, their point is not to back up the captain. Their point is, although they can do that, you know, their point is to you know you pick like the one fight that you really want to win because you think you can kill that figure, and that's where they go. All right, uh, we'll move into the last profile, which is the Crabane. Uh, they're 20 points. They are move four inches, but they can fly, so that's essentially... Wait a second. We, we have to talk through the, the keywords. Because okay. I believe they are the only bird keyword in the game. Are they not? Eagles? I don't no, think... Eagles, eagles have an eagle keyword. Eagle, oh, eagle yeah. keyword. Yeah. These are unique. Because an eagle is not a bird. Just right. like Frigga had the woman keyword, which used to mean something. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Nick, never, never call an eagle a bird because boy, do they get upset. <laughs> you, you, don't, you do not want to make that mistake at a party. <laughs> Especially if there's a lot of green everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's a bird infantry warrior. Uh, like I said, 20 points. It is essentially move 12, but obviously if you got pair, uh, stock it before inches. Um, fight 2 with a 6 plus shoot value. Strength 2, defense 3, 2 attacks, which is kind of good. Uh, 4 wounds, and courage 3. It has beaks and claws. So I guess if you shattered the beak, you can use the claws. No, you can't do that. They FAQ that you can't shatter beaks. You can't? Claws. Okay. Yeah, it's never shatterproof. I'm yeah, shocked. I love that sentence. Um, <laughs> they, they, it's PETA coming into play here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, that's the Hunger Games. <laughs> um, stupid joke. Uh, his first, the first special rule is keen sight. Enemy models within 12 inches of one or more Kribane gain no benefit from the stalk and scene special rule. So it's good to get those, uh, you know, elven cloaks out of the way. Anything with stock. Let's be clear: no one is taking these things for that role. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hide Radagast in this thing. <laughs> um, and the second one, which is obviously the main benefit, is the cloud of birds. Shooting attacks will only ever hit a Cabane on the roll of a natural six. And so when it only hits on a natural six and it has four wounds, it is not very easy to kill when it comes to shooting. It is po- obviously possible to kill, but it's not easy to kill the shooting. And for 20 points to almost kind of have, to an extent, a shield for your warriors in front, it's almost like blinding light, essentially. So it's like a 20-point blinding light for your tree. And because the, the, the model spreads out, it can cover a large portion of a warband. So you mm-hmm. could almost theoretically... Put one per warband and almost covered the entire thing. Whoa! Wait, what? Don't, if, don't you're, if you're referring to line of sight blocking, yeah, yeah it, 
if you were to model the figure so that way it spans outward, which is mm-hmm. gaming a little bit, but you if you span it outward, they because only a piece of any of them. Well, wings don't count, so you'd actually would have to count the body only. But if any piece of that body is covered, oh my god! Can up, you imagine the, the yeah. precision measurement that would be? <laughs> I hate this line of sight rule. I mean, I could just imagine a half-hour argument at Articon about whether the line of sight went through the wing of this damn crabane. I have had to do those judge rulings. They suck. You know what? <laughs> the the damn tree. But the, See, the tree the is like, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. the thing I'm thinking about when I think about it. it's the tree is the main line of blo- uh, line of sight blockers. What I think of when I think of like, but yeah, no, it's it's silly. But honestly, like you know, with the Creebane, the versatility of these guys is absurd. Like uh, it, yeah, the flight makes is the the cherry on top. Um, but twelve inch, being able to contribute two attacks to any heroic combat, you get Thriden in on a combat, throwing these birds, boom, like. The fact that you can throw them against heroes who haven't charged them, and now the hero's totally tied up against four wounds. Um, you know, they, they can hold objectives, and you actually got to go and chase them off of it. <laughs> you can't shoot them off. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah, Boy. yeah. yeah. yeah like, I, I think you hit it. Like, there, there's three things that they do really well. Objectives, they can grab them. They can go by themselves, too, because they can't be shot mm-hmm. out. Trapping models, because um, you can, like, throw them against heroes, trap yeah. models or delay, which I feel like Dunlending needs. You don't want all your troops to be killed. You, mm. like you said, throw them into hero. They can't croak combat and kill it because it has four wounds unless they charge on a horse. And you just have Crabanes and all of your heroic defenses, heroes and stuff. Yeah. And you're just delaying everything from happening. It's, I mean, it's a really utility cool. is amazing. I, I actually yeah. recommend hands down minimum one, but I usually, like in any 100 point arm, you're bringing two of these, like you know you can also if you can manage to get like three or four of these in a list the other use they have is because they're on a 40 mil base is they can just create a wall yeah and you can just have them like fly over the top of your army and just like wall off a six to eight inch section of the Mm -hmm. enemy's army that like he can't get past these birds and you know they'll go down but you know in that turn you've kind of like walled off this key section of the enemy's army and then you could go in and kind of like crush the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and turn on yeah. them. And the flexibility 20 points is not bad at all. Oh, what for, that, for what they deliver on? Oh, 20 points is a yeah. steal for these things. Well, this and actually, like, it used to be the Warbats for me. That would be yeah. like, oh man, I'm yeah, trying to get exactly. these. These are like Warbats light, but like yeah. really light with the price. So it's like, oh my gosh. The like, more yeah, wounds is huge. That's the part for me where it's yeah. like, that's, but I, this comes back to the, the Wild Men of Dunland debate. Where you could have um, twelve and twelve, Eight? you could fit two Kerbane yeah. for the same cost as a warband of yeah. the Dunland Warriors. So I, this is why I tend to go with the Wildmen of Dunland, because you get two Kerbane. And like I just made the point of, if you put them in front, you could get essentially a, a wall to block your Dunland Warriors, and they need. It's like having blinding light. Oh wait, wait, wait. no, no, it isn't. Because 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 if you're aiming your arrows at Dunland Warriors, you hit on normal rolls. And then a one to three, it hits your Kribane and kills your Kribane. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah, it's not, it's not uh, quite like blinding light. Yeah. yeah. I was, that's why I was clarifying earlier. It's still, a, you still need an in the way. Yeah. Okay. I'm, yeah. Yeah, I overthought that. Yep. But, yeah. I, but I do see what you say, Tim. Like all of these things like are really good pointed. Like this is good pointed. Mm-hmm. The the horse is good pointed. But, and it's like, yeah, but the, the wild one. Yeah, that's so actually cheap. a good point. Dunland is a very well costed army. Yes. I don't think anything, well, except for our scrolls. 
But Best girls, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, the, but other than that, they're pretty very affordable, which actually allows you to bring the husk girls because they're so yes. effective. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, they, I, it's clear they didn't want armies of husk girls, and they have set the point value at a level relative okay. to its benefits that you will see a few of them, but not an army of husk girls. Yeah, it's like almost like started with a point value, then worked backward from there, trying to yeah. fit rules to it. Mm-hmm. Actually, the thing Tim you said about taking twelve and twelve, you have twelve Krebane for two hundred forty points, twelve yep. Dunlan for for sixty. That's your three hundred. Then just add two heroes. It's almost like a four four hundred fifty point list. Yeah, I I I really like the the cost efficiency of the Wildman of Dunland because strength four and them being able to move obviously at six inches. I I think you you can add a lot of cool things to these lists if you if you spam them and you get a lot of numbers. And even though shooting will once you get into combat, it's completely different. And once we get into Legendary Legion, we'll explain why. In my opinion, they get a lot better. In, in Dunland when you take them, in my opinion, over the, the Warriors. Um, yeah, it, it's not a cookie-cutter list, too, because it's yes. the fact that your opponent's going to have to worry about... They're not going to be like, oh, look, there's your weak point, Wildman of, of, of Dunland. They're going to be like, oh, shoot, there's Corbane over there. There's a Strength 5 Cab over here. That's Defense 5. There's all these other banners. There's all these heroes, four to five, like, really good heroes that are all soft, but also really hard in combat. Yep. Like... All of that, they're going to, and then of course you can spam out shooting too. So you could, 800 point army have like 16, 17 shots. It's the wild men, I feel like in a big list, just they're there. That's um, a really the opponent good like doesn't, they're not focused too much on them because if they only focus on them, everything else is going to play. You could, if you did go to the wild men route, spam so many bows with this army if you decided to do so. Because trust me, Tim, I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's a really good point, though. I never thought of Rainier is it, if you did decide to go the Wildman route, that that's twelve models for sixty points. That you could add four bows for you know what I mean. Like it becomes that thing where you, you really could spam out bows with this if you went the Wildman route, and then you still guarantee numbers. Um, unless there's any other final thoughts on on the Krabane, I, I um, guess. I, I mean, I, I've I, I've never. I mean, you can't get a lot of bows with this army. The thing I would caution you on is that you can get a whole lot of bows in this army and still lose the shooting war yes. because your defense is so low. Yes, that, that so is absolutely true. Be careful with that. I, and, and, or that, or yeah, somebody else is going to show up with blinding light and, mm-hmm. you know, and all of a sudden you're, you know, yeah, I've got 20 bows in this army and, you know, I'm being shot out by eight. <laughs> um, but I, I think the, the bows, like 17 or 16 bows is a combination of that with a spam, with heavy hitting heroes, with Cribane, with Cav, all of that, the Shmorgabort, like, you know, like the whole buffet of it is the fear that it's not like you don't have to rely on your shooting. You can flip to be like they're, they're in combat. I'm going to shoot them into combat and make things more just spicy. I feel like it all has to go together. Um, we will go into the Legendary Legion finally. Um, Legendary Legion. The additional rule is an army of Dunland must include Thryden, and Thryden becomes a hero of Valor, and he's always there. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, Thryden has to be there, and he goes up plus three models in his warband, and he's the leader. Um, I mean, if he's going to be the leader, you may as well have him be a hero of Valor, because, you know, he can get more guys in his warband. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 
Um, you can take Thryden with Horse. You can take Gorolf, Frida, Wild Oathmaker, uh, Dunlending Chieftain, Dunlending Warrior, Wildman, Dunlending Horseman, Huskarl, and Kribane. Um the So first... to, to cut to the chase, you can oh, take everybody we've we... talked about yes. today. I just thought about that halfway through. That, that... <laughs> Me being me being silly. Uh, first rule: death to the forgoyle. 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 Friendly dunling models gain the hatred of Rohan. Special rule. Not that great, but if you happen to come up against Rohan, it'll be awesome. It's really great. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you come against <laughs> Rohan, it's a nasty day. <laughs> like that's bad. Uh, this is where, and my, and I, I'm sure Rainier will have something to say about this as well. This is the best rule in the in the list, in my opinion. Um, Dunlunding Pride, the range of banners in this army is increased to six inches. I think that this is what makes you take them and spam the Wildmen. Because when you have a banner and a full warband, plus 13 points left over, for the same cost as a full warband of the... Plus you get the... If you take the Oakmaker, they're fearless. I think they really start to have this ridiculous kind of five-point models and you spam them like crazy... I, you get you probably fit two chieftains in for double march, and you still can add all the big name heroes as well. So I and think this rule is pretty essential. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I love that. I love that rule. Yeah, this is like one of the only lists that I would maybe. I don't think if I would do it. I don't think I would do it, but I would consider two banners. I would I would really consider two because banners. I would actually strongly consider two banners. Yeah, yeah. I, at eight hundred points, I always take two banners with this list because mm -hmm. you got a really widespread list that's trying to maneuver around the opponent because your lack of spears. So you you got to handle two flanks. So yeah, and we're, we're, we're just talking about the one extra attack for the wildman. Think about your cav. Yep, that's three attacks yeah. on the charge. Think about even the crabane, or think about all the heroes. <laughs> Rolf. Like it's 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 quite freaky to come up against. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I love that rule so much. Uh, and the final rule is Dunlending War Cry. Once per game, at the start of any fight phase, Thryden can declare that he's using this ability. Till the end of the turn, friendly dunling models within 12 inches of thread and gain a plus one to wound when making strikes. So it's basically that Gothmog rule um, with the Legendary Legion, where once per game, everybody within 12 inches gets plus one to wound. Except and Gothmog's like was re-roll, right? Gothmog's yeah, Gothmog has both. Yeah. He's re-roll and... Then, Is it re-roll and... To, okay. Yeah, but um, I mean, re with this, it's just another reason that it's like you can't throw Thryden in too quickly because you you probably want to maximize how many combats you're in before using this rule yeah. just to get the best effect. So that means it's like you're really waiting to the best moment. But then it's like, all right, you're all in combat. You don't want to use that opportunity. So you really want to wait till you wheel around and start trapping. You know, so it's like you got to keep threatening safe until you can make that move. Yeah. I, I, so this is one of these rules, and the Gothmog rule is another one, where – you'll see a lot of people who will forget about this rule until it's too late to be useful. Mm. And this is one of these rules where uh, on the turn, when the lines clash and pretty much everybody's coming together, you just call it. I, I, and, I, I've always thought that. Yep. And, and you well, know, what, and if, what about in a scenario though, where you don't forget, like if you knew to like, if you play this army enough, or you just know you have that rule in your back pocket, would you still set the same advice? So I, I've just I've played against too many Dunlending opponents mm. who um, have basically said, "Oh, this isn't quite the time," and they keep on saying that every turn until like a third of their figures are dead, and then it's never going to be the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I like get the advantage early and just swing right. it. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Be, 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 because it is like you're yeah. you're not you only fight three. They don't have all support or whatever. So yeah, just call it in the beginning of the game. You might kill twenty percent of the engagements, and even if you just get a little bit, that's going to kind of turn turn the battle. And if yeah. they can't shield, that's especially when you take advantage of it first turn mm-hmm. if you hit the lines because they can't do anything to prevent it. So actually, uh, I had a game. Uh, with Gothmog against David Clubley, who was playing this Legion at Aragon uh, last year. And that's exactly what happened. In the first turn of combat, we we both called our things. Yeah, it was it was essentially him going, oh and, and then and then I went, oh, the time of the orc has come. The time of is over. Cool in those moments the game happened, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, you're fighting a man army too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would actually be pretty good. And then, and every, every time I was rolling to wound, I was like, the time of the oak. I mean, one thing you'll know about that is you'll definitely have a short game. Yeah. <laughs> right. can't say who's going to win, but <laughs> it'll be it's like half of the table is removed. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that is Dunland. Uh, thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, leave lists in the comment section below so we can go over them. Uh, if you have any questions as well, we will always try to answer those if we can. Um, as well, we're, as a reminder, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts if you're looking to listen there instead of on YouTube. Um, as well, if, if you're interested in leaving any topics you'd like for us to discuss, please leave that as well. And we look forward to seeing you guys next week. Bye. Bye.